Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and so glad that you're joining me on this wonderful holiday of Thanksgiving. And I know that we all love Thanksgiving, not maybe every part of it, but it just has that kind of warm feeling to it. And so I want us to really take advantage of Thanksgiving and recognize that we can carry Thanksgiving throughout our life. We can carry it throughout the year, throughout just maybe the week. But we can really take the things that Thanksgiving has to teach us and understand how much it can help our heart, how much it helps our body, how much it helps our mind, how much it just helps our personhood and all the individuals that we interact with. So when you think about Thanksgiving, why, why thanks? Why gratitude? Well, I want you to know that this really does emanate from your creator. God is the creator of this quality, and he is generous, and he is kind. And so I like this verse. This is Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 21. It says, for, though, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So what does that say to us? It says, even though they knew God, they weren't going to be like him. And so what happens? Well, they become futile in their thinking, and their hearts are foolish and darkened. So this explains many of the people that we have in our world today, that they get these feelings of futility, and they get into negativity. Nothing's ever going to work. Why do we even try? They get, you know, darkened in their heart. They start to think that everything is bad. They look at the world as if everything is against them. And so gratitude, thankfulness, helps us to keep ourselves above that line so that we're not falling into the abyss of, you know, hatred, of heartache, of nothing ever works, you know, nothing's going to come out well, why do I try, all these types of things. This is where suicide many times becomes some kind of an option. So we also have this one verse that's very, I, I like this verse a lot, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. 
So what is God saying to us? He's saying, don't be anxious about anything. I've got it under control. Now, it doesn't mean that we can control our anxiety all the time. But he's saying, I'm making sure that you don't need anxiety to help you. And so he says, let your requests be known to me. Tell me what you need. And this is where we can really understand that this, the, how about this Psalms? It's 105 chapter, uh, chapter 105, verse 1. It says, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So this is one of those things where Thanksgiving is one of those times that we want to talk out loud about what has happened to us that are good. What are some good things that we have done, that we have experienced, that we are recognizing? What are things that we are thankful for? So this is imperative that we understand that generosity leads to thankfulness, and this leads us back to being generous. So when I am generous, I'm going to be more thankful as well, but when I am thankful... I get back more generosity. And so we want to remember about how this really affects us. And I know that you, if you have listened to this, these, um, th- these shows for as long as I've been on the air, years, then you've heard me talk about the way our brain works. And so we've talked a lot in previous sessions that our brains are an organ within our body. Therefore, it is also fallen like the rest of our flesh, and it needs to be continuously uplifted by our spirit. So it really truly is like the GPS in your car. So you don't tell your car's GPS where not to go, right? You tell it where to go. So when we are practicing gratitude, practicing thankfulness, our brain actually relaxes and feels happy feelings. It's less stressed. And so the happier and the more grateful we are, the more resilient we are going to be. Now, I'm not saying this as a panacea, like just have a happy thought and life will go perfect. What I'm saying is that it gives us resiliency to really handle the world we live in without it changing who we are as people. I mean, I'm sure that you've experienced this. I've experienced it, that if I've had a lot of setbacks, if I've gotten my feelings hurt, if I've been let down, then, you know, I have a tendency to start acting like that. I don't smile as much. I don't have as much personality. I don't want to talk to people. I want to just sit around, maybe watch TV. And so I know that I have to start being grateful. And it doesn't mean that it's some magic, you know, trick that we do. But gratitude has so much to do with dopamine And the more grateful you are, the more dopamine you get in your body. And dopamine is this wonderful feeling that we get. It's one of the greatest neurotransmitters that we have. And so why gratitude is so good? Well, need some motivation for practicing gratitude? Well, this Thanksgiving, this is one of the times that we can put this back into practice. And Robert Emmons, he's the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude, reveals why gratitude is so good for our bodies, our minds, and our relationships. So with Thanksgiving, you know, approaching, this is the time to take to really acknowledge what we're grateful for. It's a nice gesture, of course, but 
Why do we do it? Why is gratitude so good? Well, for more than a decade, he has been studying the effects of gratitude on physical health, on psychological well-being, and on our relationships. And in a series of his studies, his colleagues have helped people systematically cultivate gratitude, usually by keeping what they call a gratitude journal, in which they regularly record the things in which they're grateful for. And so these gratitude journals and other gratitude practices are very simple and basic, but in their studies, they found that people who kept gratitude journals just for three weeks had an amazing effect on them. And they've studied more than a thousand people from ages to eight to 80 and found that people who practice gratitude consistently report a host of benefits. And those are things like peace, resiliency, flexibility, encouragement, being willing to encourage people and willing to encourage yourself. It helps you forgive. The more gratitude you have in your life, the better able you are to forgive yourself and others. And it also has huge impact on your physical being. And those things are like a stronger immune system, less bothered by aches and pains. People that practice gratitude have lower blood pressure. People that practice gratitude exercise more and they are more willing to take care of their health. They also sleep longer and they feel more refreshed upon waking. And this is so powerful. How about psychologically, what does it do for us? Well, we get higher levels of positive emotions. So we get those positive emotions that kind of like, you know, water down the negative ones we're feeling. Psychologically, what gratitude does is it causes us to be more alert, more alive, and more awake. We also have more joy and pleasure, not because necessarily the world changed, but we are bringing joy and pleasure to our world. We also have more optimism and happiness. See, the more gratitude that we have, the stronger we are able to be optimistic. And the more happiness we start to experience. Well, socially, think about what it does for us socially. If I have gratitude and I'm happy to be where I'm at, I'm happy to be with the people that I'm with. I'm not necessarily liking everything they do. But what will happen? Well, in a social situation, if I have lots of gratitude inside of me, I'm going to be more helpful. I'll be a lot more generous and compassionate. I'll also be more forgiving, like we talked about earlier. And I'm going to be more outgoing. And it will also help me tremendously with feeling less lonely and isolated. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, this is ridiculous. It's like a little panacea. What it really is, is that we have social psychologists, we have psychiatrists, we have all kinds of doctors who study the brain, neurosurgeons. And they are coming up with this information that they are seeing in all of their patients and they can monitor it in the body that these things actually occur when we practice gratitude. And the social benefits are especially significant because after all, gratitude is a social emotion, right? I mean, how do you feel if someone thanks you? 
How do you feel if they thank you publicly, right? How do you feel if they thank you and actually change their behavior because of it? So this really, really is important to be recognizing that this really small kind of basic behavior has so much to do with our quality of life. So why would Thanksgiving then be so important? Well, it's actually the day that we can take the time to remember and to express those things that we are grateful for and the people that we are, we are grateful for. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about gratitude and where that goodness might come from. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining in. And if this is your first time listening, I want to encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots and lots of things available for you there. We have different downloads that you can do. We have study guides that go along with all the podcasts. And so I really want you to take advantage of what we have. Now, today we are talking about gratitude and why why be grateful? So when we think about this, I gave you a couple of verses that I really, really like. And this one I like a lot. And this is Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So what is this saying? God is saying, hey, if you're anxious about anything, about anything, I don't want you to be. So I want you to pray, and I want you to bring to me what you are needing, what is on your heart, what's laying on your heart, what's giving you such a, a feeling of a big weight on your shoulders and making it be like your mind just can't think. So he says, don't be anxious about it. I want to know about it. Tell me what it is you're anxious about. And see, we don't have to prove anything to God. God isn't going to say to me, well, Cynthia, that's stupid. I don't know why you're anxious about that. He's going to say, tell me about that. What's making you anxious? What do you feel anxious about? What does that look like to you? And he's going to help me. See, his love endures forever, right? So when we think about thankfulness, we also want to remind ourselves that it is kind of the lost art of courtesy. Now, I've talked about courtesy a lot on this show because I have found it to be one of the most amazing tools I have. And it calms everybody down. Courtesy is one of the most amazing qualities you can have in your bag of needs, okay? And the tools that you have. So when we are thankful everybody calms down. So why say thank you? Why? Why are we thanking people? Well, it honors and it uplifts, uh, uplifts people. And so why would we even notice? Well, manners many times are indicative of highly evolved people still today. So what does it mean when you say that someone has class or good breeding? First, you learn they have 
courtesy, politeness, kindness, manners. See, on my way to be a continued source of supply, having an overflow, springs of living water, not stagnant ponds, is where generosity abides. See, generosity leads to thankfulness, and then this leads back to us being generous. And so we see in, in Luke chapter 14, it says, And the people were watching him closely. There were no unintentional movements in the life of Jesus. Can you imagine being that intentional? He was being watched. See, if you're professing to be a Christian, a parent, a professional, then you're being watched. And the Pharisees in that day were known for being judgmental, prejudiced, harmful, and exploitive of women. So Jesus took this moment to be different and to show a new way. So he wants us to have our name be synonymous with gratefulness, gratuitiveness, and not pharisaical. See, the Pharisees were so bad and non-unique, if that's a word, that the word became a way to describe people. So I, I ask myself, does the name Cynthia describe something? Well, actually, my name means bringer of light. So I want to make sure that I'm living up to my name. So would people want to name their kid that because of experiencing me? Well, what's that like when someone names their child after you? See, Judas, on the other hand, <laughs> right? Nobody names their kid Judas. So remember, when we've talked in previous sessions that our brains are an organ within our body, and therefore it is fallen like the rest of our flesh, and it needs to be continuously uplifted by our spirit, it's again like the GPS in our car. And so we talked about in that last segment all the effects that gratefulness has on that amazing organ in our body. And so the social benefits are especially significant because everything kind of calms down. I mean, how do you feel if you're in the grocery store and somebody, you know, both of you are going to the line at the same time and you have to decide who gets to go first? Well, if the person slows down and says, hey, go ahead, how do you feel? How do you feel? It's almost like a spoonful of sugar, right? It's not a big lift, but it's a nice lift. So when we think about this, it's this affirmation of goodness. We affirm that there are good things still in the world and gifts and benefits that we've received. And it doesn't mean that life is perfect. It doesn't ignore complaints or burdens or hassles. But we begin to look at life as a whole. And gratitude encourages us to identify some amount of goodness in our lives. See, what, when we ask ourselves, well, what good is gratitude, right? Well, we talked about the transformative effects in the previous segment. And gratitude also allows us to celebrate the present. So there's more important reasons for gratitude than just making us feel good. But what it does, when we celebrate and are grateful for the present moment, it magnifies all kinds of positive emotions. And research on emotion shows that positive emotions, unfortunately, wear off quickly. So our emotional systems like newness. It likes novelty. It likes change. 
So we adapt to positive life circumstances so that before too long, you see, the new car, the new spouse, the new house doesn't feel that exciting anymore. It's almost like we need another hit, right? But gratitude makes us appreciate the value of something. And when we appreciate the value of something, we extract a lot more benefits from it, which means we are less likely to take it for granted. And this is really imperative for you to understand the way your makeup is and how you are made and how you respond. So that when you notice that kind of the novelty is wearing off of things, like you woke up and you were kind of excited and then, you know, your makeup didn't go on right or the kids were yelling, the car didn't start. And all of a sudden, the, the re, you know, your intense, your intention to like go into the day in a positive moment is now totally buried with all these, un, uh, these things that are not fun to deal with at all. So what you want to think about is instead of following the negativity, you want to say, well, of course, of course this happens. So I had a, a gratitude, you know, bucket and maybe it all got used up. So I need to find ways to refill it. And I don't want to do that in a negative way. Like, I can't believe I have to look for happy things now. <laughs> How silly is that, right? But we have a tendency to unconsciously do that. So we want to make sure that gratitude helps us appreciate things. So on this wonderful day of Thanksgiving, I want you to take the time to appreciate what God is done and still doing in our lives and in our country and in our world. So I appreciate you so much listening and I'll talk to you in the next segment. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I'm so excited about just Thanksgiving and this holiday of Thanksgiving. I think it's important that we really understand why God thinks that Thanksgiving is so important. And not just the holiday, but the giving of thanks. And so I want you to think about how you feel if someone thanks you for something. Now, are you willing to accept it and say, well, you're welcome, or, wow, I appreciate you telling me that, or do you just kind of blow it off? You see, Thanksgiving, doing these gratitude types of things actually changes our brain. And in the first segment, we talked a lot about this and how really those emotions affect our brain. And then what happens is, we see the world differently. And so it's one of the ways that we make adjustments. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. When I have clients or when I have to contend with myself, many times I'm like, I'm in such a bad mood, I don't even want to be grateful. Even if intellectually, logically I know, because I've taught this so many times, that that's what I should be doing, there's a part of me that just goes, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm kind of in a bad mood and I think I want to stay there. So I want you to recognize that, you know, negative feelings are very weighty. I mean, they're like the barbells. They're like, you know, man, they hold this down. And one of the best ways to release that is through gratitude. 
So when I get into moods like that, this is what I do. If I'm in a really bad mood, which is very rare, but it does happen, firstly, I remind myself that I can stay in the bad mood as long as I want. Okay, it's not a sin. Now, if I do something sinful while I'm in a bad mood, maybe, okay. But you see, I'm allowed to have whatever feeling I have. I don't always get to choose my feelings. But gratitude is one of those really special, special gifts that it does change our feelings. More than just talking about it, more than writing about it, more than complaining about it. Really practicing gratitude actually changes our entire demeanor. So we have to remind ourselves that this is why God is constantly saying, give thanks, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. So what does this mean? Well, it means if, if I have a good experience with somebody and I thank them for it, right? I say, man, I had so much fun with her, or that was such a great event. I'm going to call her again. And then, this is because this is Psalms 105, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, and make known his deeds among the peoples. So we do this. We give thanks to that person, and we say, man, I'm going to call them again. And we also tell people about what that person has done. Now, all of a sudden, everybody else is now grateful, even if they didn't experience the initial behavior. So this is how, like, very contagious this is. And when we think about thankfulness and we think about courtesy, I want you to ask yourself again, how do you feel if someone opens a door for you or holds the door or lets you into the grocery store line? How about the person that says, hey, you gave me too much money. (laughs) I don't, you know, I counted it after you left and you gave me too much. So here, take this $10 bill back. Wow. I mean, what does that do to your day, right? You think more, more than anything, wow, I have $10. But you also go, wow, what a nice person. And you feel better, and it causes you to want to even do better. So this is really how God has made us. This isn't something that we decide necessarily to do. Now, we can choose to live the way that God made us to live, or we can choose to live out of the darker side of ourselves, which we all know that place as well. So think about this idea of gratitude and what, what God asks us to do. See, if you're a professing Christian, a parent, a professional, you're being watched, right? So one of the things that helps me, knowing that I am watched quite a bit, is that I always have the opportunity to fix something. And if I need to fix something, I first start with the gratitude, with thankfulness that I can fix it. Because that's really important. If I get to fix it for the person, it fixes it for me as well. And we actually get a clean slate. And so we get to go to the next moment with new people, new places, new things, with actually a clean slate. So what I want you to think about is, the more ungrateful you are, the messier your life is going to be. The more chaotic your emotions are going to be, the harder it's going to be for you to think clearly. You're going to be thinking defensively more often. So this is Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you again for listening to the show. We have one more segment to go, and we are talking about why be grateful and what gratitude really does for us here on Thanksgiving. 
Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I'm thankful, absolutely very thankful that you're tuning in today. And we are talking about this issue of gratitude, why this would be so important. And I figured, you know, this is Thanksgiving. So why don't we actually talk about being thankful, being grateful? And so, you know, we talked about earlier on in this show about our brain and how our brain is. And what what they have now come to understand is that our brain is like the GPS in our car. And if you tell your car where to go, like let's say you put an address in, think about how hard it is to get that address out. And so it's constantly telling you where to go to get to that destination. So when I am grateful, that GPS in my brain tells me other ways to be grateful. It shows me other things I might be happy for. And so the more we practice it, the more adroit our brain becomes and the more memorized it becomes and it wants to think in grateful ways instead of us always having to like suck it up and like, I got to be grateful. So when we think about how good gratitude is for our entire body, all right, we think about Thanksgiving and we take time to acknowledge what we're grateful for. But why do we actually do it? What good is gratitude? So we have lots of doctors that have been studying the effects of gratitude on physical health and psychology and our relationships. And what they have found is that when people helped people systematically cultivate gratitude, and they did it usually by a gratitude journal, then what happened was the gratitude practices often seemed really simple and basic, but the people that kept the gratitude journals for just three weeks had a huge overwhelming experience of happiness from the ages of eight to 80. And they found that people who practice gratitude consistently report a whole bunch of benefits. And those benefits are like a stronger immune system, less bothered by aches and pains. They have lower blood pressure. They're more willing to exercise and take care of themselves. They also sleep longer and feel more refreshed. Psychologically, they have higher levels of positive emotions. So what does that mean? It means that even if you had positive emotions before, gratitude kind of infuses it with more positivity. You're more alert, you're more alive, you're more awake, you have more joy, you're willing to experience pleasure that also is maybe healthy for you. You also have more optimism and happiness. And see, socially, we become more compassionate, we become more generous, and we become more forgiving. It also boosts our confidence, so we become more outgoing. So the social benefits are hugely significant because gratitude truly is a social emotion. So we need to understand that it requires us to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people, that relationship strengthening emotion kind of bonds us with the rest of our society. And it cuts to the very heart of the definition of gratitude, which has two components. It's first affirmation of goodness. So we affirm that there are good things in this world and gifts and benefits we've received. Doesn't mean that life is perfect. Doesn't ignore complaints or burdens or hassles. But when we look at life as a whole, Gratitude encourages us to identify some amount of goodness, overall goodness in our lives. And the second part of gratitude is figuring out where that goodness comes from. 
So when we recognize the sources of this goodness as being outside of ourselves, it didn't stem from anything we necessarily did. Because if we did, we might take it as pride. We can appreciate positive traits in ourselves, but I, I think true gratitude involves a humble dependence on others. And I say to people frequently, nobody can succeed like me and nobody can mess up like me. <laughs> so I'm so glad when I mess up that I have people that I am very grateful for and they help me get back on my feet. And so the good of gratitude is that it's transformative and it allows us to celebrate the present and it magnifies those positive emotions. And so one is, is this idea. See, when we talk about being grateful, we oftentimes think that it means that we're grateful when good things happen to us. So it's kind of like a self-serving bias. And we say it's because of something we did. But when bad things happen, do we blame ourselves? Mm, not always, not very rarely, actually. We blame circumstances or people. So gratitude really goes against the self-serving bias. Because when we're grateful, we give credit to other people for our success. And we've accomplished some of it ourselves. Yes, we have. But we widen our range of attribution to also say, well, my parents gave me this opportunity. Or I had teachers. I had mentors. I had siblings. I had peers. You know, I had other people that assisted me along the way and cheerleaded me. And, you know, so gratitude also goes against our need to feel in control of our environment. This is super important. Because sometimes with gratitude, you just have to accept life as it is and be grateful that you're still alive. So finally, gratitude contradicts the just world hypothesis, which says that we get what we deserve in life and good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. But we know it doesn't always work that way. Bad things happen to good people and vice versa. So with gratitude comes the realization that, wow, we actually get more than what we deserve. I'll never forget the comment by a man that uh, gave a talk on gratitude, and he says, it's a good thing we don't get what we deserve. He said, I'm grateful because I get far more than I deserve. So that's an important kind of mind shift, that I'm grateful, you know, that I don't get really what I deserve. And I'm also grateful that I get more than what I deserve. And so it cultivates gratitude. When we practice these challenges to gratitude, it can be sometimes difficult to overcome. You know, I, I many times have, have been feeling more grateful to actually becoming a grateful person. You know, I'm really I'm grateful that I became more grateful. And so I think it's imperative that we do keep a gratitude journal. If you're new to this and you don't have a habit of being grateful, then I really would encourage you to have a gratitude journal. And this can mean listing just five things, 10 things, maybe even one thing. But it consciously focuses you intentionally and causes our attention to develop more grateful thinking. And it helps us eliminate ungrateful thoughts. It helps us guard against taking things for granted. And I do believe that people who live a life of pervasive thankfulness really do experience life differently than people who cheat themselves out of a life because they're not grateful. And you have to understand that usually the things that are really good, that are really life-giving, that actually produce a lot of equity 
usually are difficult to do originally or initially. So maybe being grateful feels weird. Well, I would tell you to then talk out loud to yourself at home or in the car and practice feeling what it feels like to say thank you or wow, you look great today or I'm so glad you came today or how's it going? I'm excited to talk to you about your, you know, whatever your, the last endeavor they did. Whatever you can do, it becomes more habitual. So you can also have concrete reminders to practice gratitude. Think about some particularly effective work that we do with children. So we, really, we give them things like gratitude jars, the same way that they put money into a bank account. And they have a regular reminder. It's a routine to get them to focus on gratitude. And so you might do this with your spouse, your, your um, partner, your children. You know, if you're sitting at the, at the dinner table, if you're driving somewhere in the car, you can say, okay, it's time to do, you know, our gratitude list. Tell me something you're grateful for. And it requires that everybody participate and comes up with something they're grateful for. It doesn't have to be huge. So think outside the box when it comes to gratitude. Mother Teresa talked about how grateful she was to the people she was helping. The sick and dying in the slums of Calcutta. The most despotic place in the world at that time. And she was grateful because she had people that were letting her help them. And they were grateful for it. And it was in the slums of Calcutta. So I want to leave you with this. The power of thank you, which is gratitude. When we say please and thank you, this is probably one of the first lessons we learn as children. And children are usually eager to please and eager to do what we're told to do. Then we get the teenage years, right? And many of us do come back to some semblance of civility. But, you know, as we grow into adulthood, the amount of appreciation we, we express and how our ability to sincerely say thank you has a dramatic impact on how we relate to others. I want you to understand that gratefulness, gratitude, is a social endeavor that all mammals do. And so we have to recognize that this is part of being a mammal. And I'm not going to have great benefits if I resist someone saying thank you to me or if I refuse to acknowledge that someone has done something for me. It will have deleterious effects on your physical body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. And so when we are in the workplace, what, what findings have been shown on the impact of sincere thank you, a sincere thank you in the workplace, finds there's a 50% increase in the amount of additional help being offered as a result of the appreciation. So all of a sudden, everybody wants to join in and help. I mean, it's interesting. This is what humans do. This is how mammals operate. We see somebody else being helpful. We go, oh, I think I should be helpful too. And so why aren't we letting this happen? I'm sure you've heard the saying, happy wife, happy life. Well, there is a lot of, um, (laughs) there's a lot of different kinds of things that have supported this. I mean, I'm laughing. I'm trying not to laugh because it really is funny. I know that, you know, my, my husband's really happy to happy with me and does things for me and likes to see me happy. And so he has a happy life because I'm happy. So we really want to understand how much we affect one another. 
and that if you're married, you affect your spouse even more than other people. So we want to think about this word, thank you. And we want to be grateful, even for the smallest things. See, people that are thankful, the the thanker people, produce a lot of positive emotional states in people, and they increase the sense of well-being, and it triggers the feel-good hormones. So it reinforces, reinforces virtuousness in our brain. So I want you to be one of those thankers, right? Thank people. Offer gratitude, gratefulness, wherever you go, that you want to think about, wow, I may not be able to change the world, but I can change this one person's experience right now. And for however long they decide to let it ride, they will feel better. And they will have more strength to do good. And this is what really helps us. See, the better we feel about ourselves, the better our behaviors are. The better we feel about what we're doing, how we say things, the more confident we feel. So this is why I want you to be grateful. Be grateful. Be one of the thankers out there. And have a great holiday. I appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Be my-